Hey, Maddie. What? What do you get when you mix a Virgo and a Sagittarius? A good time. A hot mess. <laughs> Hi there. My name is Allison. I'm Maddie. And we are two best friends from northern Minnesota who both enjoy low-maintenance houseplants, highly caffeinated beverages, and everything spooky. In our podcast, our conversations are going to range from being zen and mindful to strange and unusual. It's not a phase, Mom. Or is it? Get it. Get it. Oh, 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 get it. We started a band. Where? It's my, my spoon. <laughs> it's your spoon in the chili bowl. Yep. I, there's chili everywhere. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Episode 22? I don't know about you, but I'm feeling... Okay. 22. <laughs> is that the right episode? <laughs> I think it is. I, we should probably check. I think um, it is. That sounds right. This is exciting, though. I'm... We have a table! Yeah, we do have a table. <laughs> we used to use... It's cool watching us grow, because like we started out with one mic on a desk facing the same way, and then we went to two mics and TV trays mm-hmm. and like trying to share space, <laughs> and then now we're at like two good mics, and a table. table, we have like space. It's way more fancy. Yeah, now I just have to get not crappy headphones they work i mean they're, they're, but they're decent. just like yeah. kind of i feel like greasy. I'm, mine are okay i feel like yours aren't peeling at the edges yeah and like... they're not like <laughs> gamer boy ones. Yeah. this is episode 22 i, I wanted to check okay yes that's exciting last time we were like Ooh, 21 party you know we're just 22 yeah earlier i got a message from my pattern app that said right now is the time where you're gonna need to become more mature or something like that and i was like am i am i pignant am i pregante (laughs) i hope so oh my gosh no i'm not anyways oh have you had a good weekend yeah it was it was relaxing it was like on saturday hit a high of 57 yes so i was sunbathing yes in a romper and it was great we all got a beautiful photo of your shins yes. glistening in the sunshine so white like sorry <laughs> i just blinded everyone if you if you saw my 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 calves yeah sorry not sorry <laughs> yeah that was great oh how was your weekend it was good worked because mm-hmm. hashtag bartender life Yee. but yeah it's good i'm it's really cold now though i'm excited to have it be more i know bearable like, outside we had like a little a little teaser it was like oh super nice and then yeah. it's like well now 30 again I'm like oh it's like 60 and then a snowstorm and then yep. 57 mm-hmm. and now it's 30 we got whiplash like stop the teasing like, me what, what's happening yeah <laughs> you know cool i need to get my chacos out i'm painting my toenails so like my feet are semi-ready yeah for chaco season but, yeah it's know. always chaco season well yeah but like you know, we'll, we'll like real chaco season yeah if you guys don't know what chacos are, they're like hiking sandals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With they straps. They're Yeah, they they that was necessary. They I are guess. sandals that have straps, so they're not a clog. Yeah. They, <laughs> they're not a crock or a flip flop or a yeah. thong, like yeah. some people call them. Where are my thongs? Yeah. 
I that who who says that still? Like I grandpas. Is that, yeah. Middle aged. Yeah. Like sixty and older. Mm-hmm. I guess that maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. Write in. Like let let us know. Write <laughs> in. Do you say thongs? Men over the age of sixty. <laughs> we have a few. Of we you. have we... a question for you. Do you call them flip flops or thongs? Yeah. Please write in. Let's let bring us it know. back. Another word I want to bring back is groovy. Mm. Obviously. Groovy. Not to be like, oh, the kids are using our lingo again, but no, <clears throat> just to say it because it's a good word. Yeah. It's it's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good word. What else? Um, bitchin' needs to come back. We're already kind of... Tubular. Tubular. That's like totally tubular. Like, totally tubular. That's a good one. Far out. Okay. <laughs> I can keep going. But that one gonna... can like be a thought. It would be like a like an accent word. It's not something that you use like all the time. But like every like, once oh, in a while, far it's out. fine. Like oh, it's far out, man. Like not see that's different than like far out, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you can say general anything. in my van. It's <laughs> <laughs> time to reach Mount High. Like yeah, we do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. I saw a picture today. Because I was looking up 70s art, because I, like, love 70s art. And one of the things says, past joints, not judgment. Heck yeah. And I was like, yeah. Don't be judging on people. Don't be judging on people. Yeah, be nice. Whole, yeah. whole, the whole world needs to be nice. Honestly. Right like, extra nice. Yeah. Like, oof. <laughs> well. We work in customer service, okay? So yeah. We, we do we do with a lot. I'm sick of babysitting. So, yeah. Anywho. Anyways, um, on to fun what, things. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today? What do you well, want to talk about? Um, which which one are we doing right now? Are we? Which... Oh. Well, because we're recording we, two. We're recording today. two. That's... I don't like which. What are we going to start with? Um, I think we should start with the one that we're going to do together. The joint one. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Get it? Past joints. Eh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, well. Today. We're going to talk about cursed films. Yeah. Or TV shows or cursed cursed, cursed films as, as in like film in general, not yeah. just like movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm really excited about it. I am too. This is this is a lot of fun to research. I feel like a lot of these I'd kind of heard about like briefly, but it's fun to dig in. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You took a ton of notes. Oh I'm really gosh, excited about it. I got lots of pages. So there's a documentary on Netflix, right? Shutter. Shutter. It was on Netflix eventually. Oh, yeah. I think it is on Netflix, too. Like, some Shudder originals are on Netflix now. Yeah. I know we had started watching it on Shudder when we first got it. And then we fell asleep. Yeah. So that, it's it's on Netflix and or Shudder and or both. But It's it's somewhere. It exists. It's a super cool documentary about films that people have deemed... Cursed or haunted. Cursed, haunted, yeah. Just bad luck has run amok. Chaos. <laughs> Bad luck has run out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, I don't know, I was looking at some, I like, I went super out, that like, very um, broad in my search of like, Off oh. the deep end. Yeah. And then, like, like, there was lists and it was like, well, this person had an accident, so it's cursed. And it's like, okay, 
I don't know if one person tripping on the set would consider it a cursed film. So yeah. like they were a little far fetched. So we tried to I like find. It. I mean, we're I love desperate. it too. We like a good. <laughs> we're story. grasping at strings. We'll find anything. Yes. <laughs> there was a cloud in the sky. It's cursed. It's cursed. <laughs> oh god. Oh, These are like iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, who wants to start? Do we kind of just let's just like just go pop in? Yeah. Back and All forth. Right. You know. Well, heck yeah. Kind of. Just kind of bebop around. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, the first one. One of the main ones is Lovely. Rosemary's Baby. Yes. Have you seen that? No, you have not. No. Oh, I'm so. I'm. It's okay. We're working literally on it. the worst uh, paranormal <laughs> true crime podcaster ever because it's okay. I have never seen seventy five percent of these, ninety <clears throat> percent of I have these. Not movies. seen any of them. That's okay. I know of them. I mean, you do the research. You kind of get the gist. Yeah. You need to experience it, but I really do. Yeah. That's okay. Okay, tell so, me about it. What is, tell me the plot of Rosemary's Baby. Because oh I can picture the woman is kind of like Sound of Music. Um, What's her name? Who's Sound of Music girl? Uh, Julie. Julie Andrews. Yeah. yeah. She, was like, oh. she was like, she kind of had the hairstyle of Sound of Music Julie okay. Andrews. Yep. The the short, like, twiggy bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or pixie. Bob. <laughs> I know haircuts. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a crib, but that's all I can imagine in the picture, the yes. one picture I've seen of so Rosemary's that, Baby. That is correct. That is okay. um, the lead actress, Mia Farrow. Or Farrow? Yeah, Farrow. Uh, so Mia Farrow, she and her husband, so she's pregnant, and they move into this new place. And a set, I, I'm trying to think. I don't recall the whole plot and i feel like if i were to say the whole plot it would like give away something sure so essentially they move into a place and then there's like witches in a satanic cult in the building and like crazy stuff oh happens with the baby and like, oh my some people think it i think i think it's usually giving birth to the antichrist i don't know it's <laughs> same something like that <laughs> something like that so cool kind of jumping in with the crazy stuff cool cool and yeah Anna Chris, yeah there are uh, certain points in our podcast where i know that my mom laughs and i feel like that would have been one of them <laughs> maddie's giving birth to the antichrist no, no. <laughs> oh gosh okay so rosemary's baby <clears throat> came out in 1969 and during the filming the lead actress 68? I promise I can read. 1968. We're looking like, at the same note. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're looking at the I same need notes. my glasses. <laughs> Where are the bifocals? <laughs> okay. I need my readers. <laughs> okay, no. 1968. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so during the filming, uh, the lead actress, Mia Farrow, received her divorce papers from Frank Sinatra. Oh. They can were... you imagine being married to that man? Oh. What a Apparently, time. when she was, like, signing divorce papers, like, he brought them while they were filming. She frantically, like, in tears, signed them, and then just, like, composed herself and, like, finished What a filming. badass. Yeah. But obviously she was under a lot of stress because I feel like being a female, act- like, actor in that mm-hmm. era, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. So. A lot of harassment. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> harassment. <laughs> yes. A lot of nine-to-five Dolly Parton <clears throat> stuff. Very bad. Yeah. Okay. So she received her divorce papers from Frank Sinatra, the film's composer, uh, suffered a nasty fall shortly after the movie wrapped up and died after being comatose for several days. Oh, God. Yeah. <clears throat> the producer, William Castle, he also fell ill with painful gallstones 
that required surgery. And of course, the main thing, um, if you know about the movie, know who the director is, Roman Polanski, um, his wife at the time, actress Sharon Tate, and their unborn child would fall victim to the Manson <gasps> family a year after the film's release. No shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have chili in my throat. <laughs> the location for the film, uh, which is an apartment building called the Dakota, very fancy, very old and cool looking. Uh, that was where John Lennon lived, and he was friends with Mia Farrow, which is the actress. And when the Manson family murdered Sharon Tate, they wrote Helter Skelter on the wall in blood. Helter Skelter is one of the songs on the White Album from the Beatles, which Manson used as a blueprint for his revolution. He called it the Helter Skelter when he went out and killed. He didn't go out and kill when he had his family go out and kill everyone. Holy shit. So 11 years after Tate's murder, uh, Lennon was murdered outside of the apartment building uh, when Mark David Chapman fired five rounds into the singer's back. Gosh. So there's eerie, like, coincidences. And there's things that, I mean, a lot of people be like, oh, it's just a coincidence. But it's like, that fits like a puzzle piece and it's creepy. And I don't know why, but like. Also, ignorance is bliss. A lot of people like. Oh, of course. To ignore things. Um, I ignore so many things. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. You should try it. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't realize that they were so... They were... That movie was related to, yeah. like, the Manson, John Lennon. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And if you don't know about Helter Skelter, mm-hmm. which, like, the event, not the song. The song is amazing. I'm thinking, like, Motley Crue. Like, yes, Helter Skelter. Okay. Well, Helter Skelter is... The, the that, Beatles song? Um, the original is the Beatles. Uh, Motley Crue's a cover, mm-hmm. um, obviously, but that's a really good song. Um, no, but the actual, like, Helter Skelter event when the Manson family went out and caused a bunch of chaos. Um, there's, yeah. Oof. Uh, it's wild. Let's do a cult episode. Oh, we Because I would love def- to dive into that. Ooh, yes. I yeah. want to learn more about that. Amazing. Can I talk about <clears throat> John Wayne? Yeah. Because this one was super fun to research. It's on the very last page. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just bop around. So um, I found a John Wayne one when he was playing Genghis Khan, who was a Mongolian man. But, you know, Hollywood was like, white men can play any role. I have a section on Let's that. be racist. Uh, <clears throat> so he, it was when they were filming The Conqueror in Utah. Less than 150 miles from the Nevada test site where our U.S. government set off 11 nuclear detonations the year before. Mm -hmm. The area was full of, like, lingering fallout in the rocks, dirt, and soil. Did you say you covered this? Yeah, I have a section on it. Oh. It's fine. Mine is very brief. So, you're good. Well, then we'll just skip over that. No, no, just continue. Continue. Okay. While filming the movie, they were running all over the debris. Um... The government covered it up, and they're like, no, there's no danger. You're fine. This dirt is perfectly safe. Yes. And there were, like, <clears throat> houses, and people lived there. Oh. And so the houses were covered in radioactive ash. Oh. And so the actors were exposed to all of that radioactive debris. 91 out of 220 cast and crew members who worked on location came down with cancer later in life. Oof. That's over 40%. Ooh. And that's super yeah. highly unusual statistics. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, 
1980, People Magazine did a special on the cancer spike and, like, about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the article said that it would – one of the um, who the guys that worked for University of Utah, or professors or doctors or whatever his thing was, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Doctors, lawyers, the smart man. Smart man at the college. <laughs> yeah. He said um, <coughs> that the – situation would hold up in court just because of the outstanding amount of people that died um and it wasn't just cast and crew because john wayne's sons came Mm. and visited him um visited him and there's a picture of it and it's really sad because they also died later of cancer sad um so yeah even i mean back in that time the people were like let's eat 17 steaks a day and like <laughs> eat potatoes and so they had other health risks obviously but yeah there's, there's it's just crazy how over 40 percent of that entire cast and crew mm-hmm. and like neighboring people Oof. died of cancer because of our u.s government love that love that for us Ugh. so anywho oh yeah the only the only section that i kind of had a very simplified version um what i had in my notes for that is that the Conqueror is a whitewashed film. Yes. Um, which it was because John Wayne is not an Asian man. Uh, the film. Mongolian. Mongolian. Excuse me. Mongolian man. Yeah. Genghis Khan. Yes. Oh, uh, I see it now. There yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, the film was shot at a location downhill from the testing site, causing a crew member to die. Yeah. From, yeah. Dang. 1956. Oof. That is. That's crazy sauce. Makes me really sad. Yeah. Because that is really unfortunate. That is that was a hundred percent preventable. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they knew. They knew it was there. Yeah. So that's upsetting. What's the next movie? Um. Well. Reagan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So The Exorcist. Um. So this story. Uh. Well. Blah, 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 blah. I'm getting there. You do that every episode. I know. I wait for it every episode. <laughs> I, I gotta, like, <laughs> reboot a little bit. Okay. So The Exorcist came out in 1973, and it is telling the story of two priests battling a demonic presence that has taken hold of a young girl named Reagan. Uh, it's played by Linda Blair. The film is an undisputed classic in the horror genre, and some of that may have to do with the notion that the film itself was actually possessed. Uh, things got off to a rocky start when... The McNeil family home set, so like where most of the action takes place, mm-hmm. the the set, the, the couches family. and tables, and At, you, you know, know the house, the set. home, the, the family home, home um, was destroyed by a fire. Oh God! But the only room that was left untouched, no, was Reagan's room. No way! Yeah, <laughs> that's spooky. And in addition to that, almost all the actors suffered injuries during the filming, like the scene where. You haven't seen it. Okay, well... Just I, tell me. I'll I'm not. It. Yeah, okay. So there's a scene um, when Reagan is in the bed being all possessed, you know, head spinning around. Yeah, she's puking. Shooting everywhere, that. All yeah. that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. In one of those scenes, when she's, like, rocking, like, back and forth, yep. like, going like that, it was obviously, like, she wasn't actually possessed. Um, <laughs> spoilers! <laughs> so she was attract, um, attached to this thing that it was, you know, mechanism. Yep. And she was tied really tight to it. Oh, God. And it came loose a little bit. And so it was, like, smacking her. And so her screams were authentic. Oh, no. And she got, like, a bunch of bruises. I don't know if she got broken bones, but it, like, her oh, her no. back and ribs and stuff, it was kind of damaged from that. 
And I think a similar thing happened with the actress who plays the mom. There was a scene in which she was, like, pushed away to, like, the end of the room, and she got pushed, like, too hard, and she, like, smacked her, like, head or her back against the wall, got injured. Oh, my gosh. Also, just, like, in the, like, 70s, like... This, like, they didn't, I mean, like, they did have stunt people, but I feel like they yeah. didn't really have stunt people for everyone. They were like, I was just gonna I'll say, just like, strap you to that, you're fine. Right. Like, we talk about how sad it is that the real actors get hurt, but, uh-huh. like, stunt doubles are, that's what they do for their oh, job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stunt like, like, they purposely get hurt. Mm-hmm. We don't say that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. That's so sad. I mean, obviously, they're professionally trained <clears throat> to not get hurt or not get as injured yeah. as people who are untrained, but that's crazy. a lot of stunt doubles that get seriously injured. Um, I think it was, was it uh, Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double? Someone was paralyzed after some <gasps> scene... In Harry Potter? I think so. I could oh. be completely wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I don't. It just came out of nowhere in my mind. So, Wow. Some movie. Something, That's very sad. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. So, wow, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, jumping back into The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, so, the only room, yeah, okay. So, all of the actors suffered injuries during the filming, and televangelist Billy Graham uh, even claimed that there is a power of evil in that film, in the fabric of the film itself, and suggested that simply projecting it was like opening a door for demons. Wow. Uh, the movie held its premiere in Rome during a violent thunderstorm. One attendee even passed out and broke her jaw, oh. later attempting to sue the production because she blamed subliminal messages for her tumble. Yeah. The amount of people that... Looking for a work comp ran, Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you! No, you're not. Um, <laughs> the amount of people that, like, left the theaters because they became so violently ill, or people that fainted. Like, when this movie, when The Exorcist was in theaters, they, like, after it first came out, as it spread to more smaller places, they would just have an ambulance chilling outside of the theaters because... Oh of the gosh. medical <laughs> need that people would have. Because <clears throat> people would just be fainting left and right, cracking their jaws open, I guess, breaking stuff. Fainting, vomiting, lots of vomiting. I mean, like, I've seen a few scenes of that movie, like the puking one. It's... Is it because someone's puking? Is that why they're puking? Well, I think it's also just the fact that, like, it was in its heyday, like, that had never been done before. Like, mm, that sure. intense, the vile, the grotesque everything it wasn't was... it actually pea soup though i think it was yeah i hope it... well i mean it's not real ramen obviously but yeah. i'm pretty sure it was pea soup like yeah split pea and ham or something like that yeah because <clears throat> it had that nice green color and a little chunky um <laughs> but yeah and then obviously the there's a very sexually vulgar scene too and like this there's a lot of a lot of heavy yeah and but people, yeah. people were very very angered by that some people are like that's amazing woohoo <laughs> And some people, like, fainted, and they're like, oh, my gosh. Ah. Wow. Scared that the devil's going to, like, follow them home. Um, Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, a little bit later, in uh, 1976, The Omen came out. Yes. Producer Harvey Bernhard claims that the initial idea came from an advertising executive named Bob Munger. Munger suggested that 
a movie about the Antichrist would be cool because <laughs> you know everyone's doing Antichrist stuff. <clears throat> like hell yes, yeah. toot toot, let's jump on the train. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no one should actually make it because, quote, the devil was at work and he didn't want the film to be made. Dun, dun. Oh, he may have been just dun. right. Look at that. <laughs> just a month before filming was going to start, lead actor Gregory Peck's son committed suicide. As he flew to the set, Peck's plane was struck by lightning. Oh my god. And the executive producer, Mark Newfield's plane, was also struck by lightning. <laughs> What? I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> the hotel Newfield and his wife were staying at got bombed mm-hmm. by the Irish Republican Army. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And that's not it. Like, there, there's more. The, just, but wait, there's more. There's more. The crew hired a small plane to do some aerial photography, but it was given to another client at the last minute. That plane crashed on takeoff and killed everyone on board. Filming a zoo sequence, a young, the young boy playing the demonic Damien apparently upset the baboons so much that they started freaking out, so an animal wrangler was called to come in to help. The next day, the animal wrangler was mauled by a tiger and killed. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Bonkers. But perhaps the most <clears throat> chilling result of this curse was what happened to the special effects supervisor john richardson one of his big fx sequences in the omen was one in which a character was decapitated by a sheet of glass while working on his next movie in the netherlands richard and his assistant were involved involved in a car accident and his assistant was decapitated yep legend has it the accident occurred near a street that read omen 66.6 km kilometers mm-hmm. i don't know about the 666 part i mean literally ugh, i, I hope i hope that they have a road sign that says 600 or 66.6 kilometers i really hope and then they're like but like 666 literally has nothing to do with ugh, whatever okay it doesn't yeah no i know it doesn't there, there's so like much peop, that was man-made yeah no i know but it, it's still that's insane uh-huh that's it's like struck by lightning insane. and then they got struck by lightning and the then planes struck. yeah i've never been afraid of planes getting struck by lightning until right now so thank you for that you're welcome we can just um, drive everywhere that's why no because that's literally 10 times you're likely to die like 10 okay, times what about more if we uh unicycle where's this unicycle where the fuck am i supposed to sit with you on a unicycle we could each have our own oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No. Yeah. I would pass away if I got on a unicycle. <laughs> I would fall over. You wouldn't go somehow be ejected from the unicycle. <laughs> I would god. land on spikes. It oh. would happen. Oh god. Where are these spikes coming <laughs> I from? Don't know. I know. I'm just kidding. Go to an obstacle course. <laughs> yeah. If you lose, death. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I mean, that's like a Japanese game show, right? That, that is true. Yeah, there are something like that. Oof. All right. Well, and also these are not in any order. Do you know what a, a group of crows is called? A murder. A murder. I do know that. That's one of my favorite things besides what a group of owls are called. What's that? What are they called? The Hootenanny? 
No. Um, what, what is it called? It's um. If it's your it's second a, favorite. What what is it? Why are you? You're being aggressive. It's called a parliament. A par. Oh, I did know that. That's yeah. So so prestigious. So I know. Legal. It sounds like a parliament of owls. Yeah. So wise. I mean, they are wise. Yeah. Little eyes, a little heads going around. A little ragging act, you oh. know. Click click. A little exorcism. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> The Crow. <laughs> the Crow came out in 1994. And a thing that's unique about The Curse of the Crow um, is that it isn't so much the film itself as it is like an extension of The Curse that is believed to have haunted the family. So the martial arts um, icon Bruce Lee and his family. So like his whole family, Bruce Lee, because oh my gosh. it is his son, Brandon Lee, who's in mm-hmm. The Crow. So... I mean, obviously, the 1994 horror-tinged comic book adaptation is infamous due to the tragic death um, of the star Brandon Lee. So, spoiler alert, he, well, he's dead now, so that's not, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> Happened in the 90s. Okay. Um, so, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, um, he died after a prop gun misfired and the projectile struck him. Uh, the film- What? Was- so he was killed by a fake gun? Yeah, like they had um, like blanks in the gun, but it hadn't been properly like cleaned and like checked yeah. before. So it was a real gun, just f- blanks. Yeah, it was. It was like well, okay. It, it, yeah, it had um, it had something lodged in the barrel, and so when it shot the blank, it shot out whatever was in the barrel. Yeah, and that was the the projectile shot Brandon Lee. In abdomen. So Brandon Lee was like getting shot. It was like a like part a of the scene. Yeah, shot? he was like getting shot at okay. a movie, and he actually got shot. He actually died. got shot. Holy shit! Which is, yeah, Oops. a lot of things were changed after. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy! <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, so the film was hampered. Um, <laughs> That's really Whoopsie funny. murder. <laughs> Manslaughter. <laughs> Okay, so the film, there was setbacks and accidents. Uh, the film was just, dis- the set was destroyed numerous times, uh, most notably by a hurricane oh, that struck the filming location in North Carolina. Uh, but in general, the problems seem to have been mostly caused by the fact that it was low budget and behind schedule. Corners were cut a little too recklessly. Uh, some fair. even claim that the Chinese mafia assassinated Bruce and Brandon. Which is eerie uh, when you think about the fact that Bruce Lee's last film, Game of Death, kind of seems to predict this. So in that oh. movie, Bruce Lee's character, um, so Brandon, you know, the dad, yep. Bruce Lee, um, he is a martial arts actor who is shot by an assassin posing as one of the stunt crew in that movie. Spooky. And also, uh, the biopic Dragon, the biopic dragon the bruce lee story anthropomorphizes the supposed family course biopic the biopic oh (laughs) the biopic (laughs) also the biopic dragon (laughs) the bruce lee story anthropomorphizes see now i'm not gonna say that word again (laughs) anthropomorphizes Are you following along with me? Yeah. <laughs> and 
Thropomorphizes. <laughs> I did it way better than you did. <laughs> Anthropomorphizes. 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 Yeah. The supposed family curves <laughs> as a physical demon that haunts Lee his whole life. And at one point in the film, the demon goes after a young Brandon. So, Dragon was released in 1993, a year before The Crow. So that movie came out just a year before. Ooh, that's Some creepy. Some people think it's like, mm, the mafia. I mean, who knows? I feel like the mafia. The like, mafia. Who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, money and power and yeah. drug money. I don't know. <laughs> Say money and then they have drug money. <laughs> <laughs> they got two phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Kevin that. Gates? Yes. Is that you? Oh, my goodness. Ooh, I'm excited for you to read this one. Ooh, so... We're going to go ahead like 40 years here. Yep. 30 years. And this is, uh, oh my God, I was going to say last year. Wow. Two years ago. Two years ago now. In 2019, the movie Antrim came out. Antrim uh, was a documentary about a lost 1970s film. <laughs> I love that you're just skipping over the big words. <laughs> I don't know. Antrim purports. purports. Yeah. So it like the fuck does that mean i think it like it pretends it purports to be, to be it, it, a documentary yeah about... exactly all right well it was a documentary about it appears lost... to be okay and, yeah okay. lost 1970s film that was only screened twice because everyone who watches it dies holy shit mm-hmm. uh the movie opens with an eight minute documentary detailing the curse around the film then it shows you the film itself which is about two young kids who attempt to attempt to dig a hole to hell to save their recently deceased dog. Sweet babies. Ugh, the filmmakers do their... Uh, <laughs> what? Sweet babies. Uh, okay, Linda. <laughs> okay, anyways. The filmmakers do their best to make the movie within a movie look authentic. Um, and it was very authentically 70s to help sell the whole facade. <laughs> facade? Facade. Facade. <laughs> facade. The facade. The facade. The facade. Facade. Oh my god. Facade. Oh my god. Sell the whole facade. Oh, I shouldn't put big words in here. I copied and pasted some quotes and. Oh god. These people have facade. I'm never saying that again. Please. I'm, I'm never saying facade again. I'm going to have you make a shirt yeah. with your new cricket. Yeah. And I just wanted to say I'm facade crying. on That it. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, the fact that Antrim's release was preceded by rumors and word of mouth among hardcore horror fans. I remember this. Much like the way... The controversial 2011 a Serbian film grew a reputation well before it was ever screened. Um, so the hardcore movie fans lent the movie an air of real mystery. Mm-hmm. Some eager horror buffs even <clears throat> tried to track the original Antrim down, believing it to be real. So that reminds me of Scary Movie 1 through 3. Yep. When, I don't know which one it was, but, or I don't remember which one it was, but the ones where they're like, 
watch the tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you're going to die. Well, that's like Ring. That's Oh. That's the Ring. Oh, well, then it's probably, I don't know, Scary Movie 3 then, I think. Yeah, that, that, is, really that well. is the Ring. That is the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. Oh, no. Don't go in there. You're going to die. Yeah, that, you need to, oh, you need to watch the Ring. <laughs> Anna Faris. Oh, I love <sighs> Anna Faris. Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the ring is amazing. Apparently it doesn't have any curseness or curses. Curses. Cursi? Corsage. <laughs> okay. We're getting through this. Don't worry, guys. Oh um, my, we're hopping back 30 years now. Yeah, we're just jumping all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. 50 years. Oh my god. 50 Oof. years, yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't want to <laughs> like that. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was like Sorry. someone turned your volume if up. If anyone was listening with like headphones on, I, I apologize. All right. All right. Snuff. Tell me about snuff. Other, not the chew. It's yeah. not a it's not a slang not, term for chew. No, we're not. We're not talking or Copenhagen. About Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah. Snuff. American canny cannabale. <laughs> Cannibale. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh. So, Snuff, American Cannibal, came out in 1976. So, okay. Oh my gosh. We're, we're, I'm we're literally just... crying. I have Same. tears running down my it's face. Just, you know. Oh my god, I thought that said Ed Sheeran, and I was like, how was he alive then? <laughs> He's immortal. He's yeah. a ginger, doesn't have a soul. Okay, so the concept of a snuff film uh, is a movie depicting an actual murder. Uh, oh, damn. That concept started in about 1971, when Ed Sanders, the author of a book about the Manson family, asserted uh, that Charles Manson and his followers had filmed their killing spree. No footage was ever found, so, like, that's fake. Or, you know, destroyed and gone forever, but I don't know if they'd film it. Um, so people believe that that was true. And then, just a few years later, in 1976, uh, husband and wife directors Michael and Roberta Findlay? 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 <laughs> made a cheap exploitation film called Slaughter, about an actress and her director who are murdered by the Manson family-esque clan in South America. Grindhouse film distributor Alan Shackleton, well, that's a fun name, he bought the film, changed the title to Snuff, released it under the pretense that it depicted a real murder of the main actress. Uh, the tagline was, filmed in South America, where life is cheap. Ah, that's not rude at all. Nope. <clears throat> this kickstarted an, obs- an obsession with Snuff films, Although none have ever been conclusively unearthed. So there's a lot of theories like, oh, this is a, a movie with an actual murder. And obviously you can find footage of murders, but like an actual like movie movie. Like, eh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But so that is the technical term for a snuff film. I didn't know. Like I'd heard snuff film, but I didn't know that a snuff film meant murder. I don't know why. It, it, I thought yeah. it was like naughty film. I mean, it is naughty because you yeah. shouldn't kill people, but... Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, another cannibal movie, Cannibal Holocaust, yep. not too long after uh, Snuff, 
um, came under fire for allegedly depicting actual murders. And it was an early example of, in quotes, found footage horror Mm -hmm. to boot. This Italian cult movie was built around the idea that it was footage discovered after an American film crew disappeared in the Amazon rainforest and were killed and eaten by indigenous cannibals. The That reminds me of that story that you told me. The, um, the mountain one that we just did. Oh, the Diatlov Pass. Diatlov yeah. Pass, how that was like a rumor. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the Gorbals. Yeah. The gore was so intense and realistic that a few days after the movie's premiere, Italian authorities confiscated the film. Director Ruggiero Diodato uh, was charged with obscenity. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was eventually s- slapped with a murder charge. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> oh, the word choice in this is just incredible. When it was suggested... Um, Oh, wait. Okay, so slapped. he was slapped with a murder charge when it was suggested that Cannibal Holocaust was, in fact, a snuff film. A snuff film. Although it was, I feel like a, like a... Like um, a news anchor. News anchor when I'm yeah. reading this. Like, Back although to it was later proven. Yeah. <clears throat> Back that, to you, Maddie. <laughs> although it was later proven that none of the actors were killed or harmed, the film does depict scenes of intense animal cruelty that were real. No. I don't remember writing that. Oh. <sighs> Fun fact: the fake documentary crew was working on uh, what was called the Green Inferno, which would be the title adopted by director Eli Roth for his 2013 homage of Cannibal Holocaust. Interesting. Ugh, that is so sad. <clears throat> yeah, if you want to see something nasty, like if you can't handle gore, like don't don't look up Cannibal Holocaust, but like. If you do an image search of Cannibal Holocaust, like, it's, like, the main hmm. reason. It's not animals, it's a human. Oh, okay. It's fine. But it's it's kind of like, um, what is his name? Um, Daddy Rob? No. Vlad. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Oh, yeah, yeah. That kind of vibe. Oh, So, like, sure. impaled, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chonky. Yep. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's also, yeah, so. Look it up if you're brave, but... Well, no, not if you're brave. Don't. It's out there. I'm warning you. It's graphic. <laughs> Don't look it up if you are faint of heart. Okay. Okay. Great. On. Next. Next. Okay. <clears throat> moving on to Amityville Horror. And also, <laughs> fun time to be... Well, not... Getting fun what a fun away. time to be a horror film. What a wild time. Um. So, Robert DeFeo Jr. died today in jail. So you've heard about Amityville Horror, you know Amityville. We could do a whole episode on that, so I'm not going to give, like, too much, but um, Robert DeFeo Jr. kind of lost it, um, to say the least. Killed his entire family in their sleep. Morbidly. Huh? Right? It was pretty morbid. What do you mean? Like, how he killed them? Oh, he, like, he just went room by room and shot them in their sleep. Yeah, so it was more... Oh, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I, I was like, what are you just... <laughs> Saying he killed them pretty. It wasn't just like a, I'm going to slowly poison you. It was oh, like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> I, yeah, okay. I don't know why I wasn't catching You're like, that. You're mm, like, I've seen things way worse. And I was like, I I'm like, I, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it was, it was bad. So yeah. he killed his uh, parents and his two sisters and two brothers. So all of his, yeah. And so he's been in jail since then. Um... 
since the 70s. And 79 or whenever that was. Yeah, yeah whenever Amityville happened. That was in the 70s because the movie came out shortly after that. Or the book mm-hmm. and the movie. Um, yeah, so Robert DeFeo died in prison. He was 69 and he was serving six consecutive 25-year sentences. So, well, yeah. And now we're going to talk about the movie. So James Brolin, which is the main character in the 1979 movie, so he plays the father um, of the family that moves into the Amityville house after all that. Uh, So that actor claimed that a ghostly presence uh, pushed him into appearing in the Amityville. So he was thinking about the role when an item of clothing fell off of a hanger in his bedroom, startling him. So he kind of felt like he was guided to take this role. And Ryan Reynolds... beautiful man what a man the lead star in the 2005 remake uh later claimed to have woken up at 3 15 a.m otherwise known as the witching hour every morning without any rhyme or reason mm. as the show's being filmed after that's pretty spoopy yeah those are the only things that i initially saw with amityville horror but i'm willing mm-hmm. to bet that there was probably some other creepy stuff going on, but I feel like if you are in the horror movie business, like, you're probably used to some creepy stuff. Right. But maybe that's just a guess. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this one? Because you sure. are super excited about it. Okay, I'll go to the next one then. Okay. <clears throat> so, um... Actually, you just start this, and then I'll just yeah, talk about my notes have, after. Yeah, I was going to say, you have, have notes some for of this <clears throat> Okay. So, we're moving on to Poltergeist, which, if you don't know, I feel like I already talked about this at some point. Maybe the first episode? Poltergeist means noisy ghost. So, just as a fun thing. That's a fun fact. Yeah, that is a fun fact. It's a fact that's fun. Okay. So, <laughs> Poltergeist came out in 1982, and it is probably one of the most famous cursed movies of all time now the original poltergeist was about a suburban family terrorized by a supernatural presence uh, climaxed with a scene in which the mom is dragged into a partially dug out pool and is surrounded by skeletons um the reveal being that the housing development in the movie in which they lived was like unknown to them uh, was built on top of a graveyard mm-hmm. like an engineer beyond Ron. And the film crew used real human skeletons for the scene because apparently they were cheaper than fake ones. So don't love and they that. didn't tell the actress that. Oh. They didn't they didn't give her heads up. Oh. She wasn't really happy after that. <clears throat> nope. Understandably so. I, I would have like, been pissed. Yeah. Ugh. Nasty. Okay. Uh, mysterious and untimely deaths of some of the actors in this trilogy, including uh, young Heather O'Rourke who played the abducted little girl, Carol Ann. So the little girl that's like, they're here, you know, Mm -hmm. the movie. Um, She died at age 12 due to a congenital intestinal issue. And Dominique Dune, who played the oldest... Dunn. Dunn, yep. Dominique Dunn, played the oldest sibling, Dana, uh, was murdered by her jealous boyfriend at the age of 22. So many... So many, many, many people died after that mm-hmm. movie in the 82, 86, and 88 version. Um, but Dominique Dunn, her father was Dominic Dunn. Um, so she was murdered by her boyfriend, John Sweeney. And he did three years in prison, but ultimately got away with it. Oh. 
Um, so for years after that, the Dunn family kept tabs on John, and he actually, or they noticed that, like, he actually changed his name to John Mora. Mm. <clears throat> he admitted to it. He admitted, like, killing her on the scene with this random guy that was on the set. Um, he wasn't, but, like, it was just hearsay by that, yeah. you know? Not a good dude. Um, and that was only months after it was featured. Oh, my gosh. So. Oof. Yeah, she was 22. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. So all of those things led to an urban legend that the ghosts of the unwitting skeletal co-stars had cursed the film, and, or the films, and everyone who worked on them. Now, it's flimsy because clearly major players like Williams, um, Craig T. Nelson, director Toby Hooper, and the producer Steven Spielberg, they all walked away unscathed, but still there's a lot of creepy stuff with that, and just the fact that they use real skeletons is... Yeah. I don't like that. So, Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the medicine man in Poltergeist 2, he's better known for being chief in One Who Flew Into the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, He died a year after filming Poltergeist 2 of... Or he died during a heart and lung transplant, which some people are like, oh, that's not enough to say it's cursed. But, yeah. Anyways... The scary preacher in Poltergeist 2 died before it even came out. He died of stomach cancer. Oh, yeah. Those are some of the ones. So, yeah. Pretty crazy. Decent amount of deaths around that. And it's a creepy movie in and of itself, too. Yeah. I remember watching that for the first time. I was like, oh, my God. The the last time that I watched it, um, we obviously watched with all the lights off Mm -hmm. in our house. And we were all sitting on the couch. And the light in the front living room like just turned on <laughs> randomly when we were watching the movie and I, we all were like oh nope hello absolutely not and then it turned off and then we kind of made it a a fun thing and we were like hey do it again clap fun and it literally like was turning on and off with our that's terrible claps yeah after after a while it wasn't terrifying. fun anymore and then we were like oh god and then we shut the movie off and we played some Mario Kart because it was yeah it was getting a little too real. So in 1982, the movie Twilight Zone came out. Um, yes. Vic Morrow and <clears throat> two child actors were killed during the filming of the 1983 Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, when a helicopter crashed during a Vietnam flashback scene, leading to major changes in the way movies were made. Um, unfortunately, the two child actors were chopped up in the blades. <sighs> Of yeah. the helicopter, Ugh. which is horribly traumatizing. That's a really bad way to go. Yeah. And the so. next. Oh, sorry. Mm. No, I was just saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like that is. Oof. Moving on from it that is, horrible I mean, tragedy. Obviously, horrible tragedy, but it is. It's unfortunate that things like that kind of quote unquote had to happen, and then they were like, "Oh, we should probably have more safety regulations, and yeah, we should not use." real helicopters and right. these things and close thank god for siege excuse me cgi yes exactly and another movie on our list is maximum overdrive came out in 1986 this is a quote from one of the actors uh laura harrington and she said you always felt like someone was going to die on this set oh gosh uh she said about stephen king's maximum overdrive the cursed film saw near-death experiences for cameramen and stuntmen, as well as a hurricane 
which hit the set during production. Camera assistant Sylvia Giuletti, or Giulietti would later say, every day we had a security because the movie was a very dangerous movie. Holy cow. Yeah. Stephen stuff. King, man. Yeah. It's intense. So we already talked about Conqueror. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 1990, Ghost came out. Um, Urban Legend states that Poltergeist child star Heather O'Rourke um, haunted the 1990s film set. Crew members claim to have continually heard the footsteps of an unseen figure as well as a child laughing. The film was shot on the same soundstage where she had filmed scenes as a child actor. Which, that's really sad, but that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Because Ghost is a, like a, like a romantic kind of like sad. Is that with Jamie Lee Curtis? That is with um, Patrick Swayze and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who? Yeah. It's like the scene when they're like painting yeah. on the painting thing and it's like, ooh. I think that yeah. is Jamie Lee Curtis. No. Uh, no, it's um. Demi Moore. Demi, yeah. De- no, Demi Moore. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Demi Moore. And is it Patrick, Patrick Swayze? Swayze. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. I haven't seen that movie. Have you? you, have you seen it's good. It? I've seen oh. that movie. It'd be so the pretty one too. I've seen. <clears throat> the one, and it's not even a horror. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So another one is the Exorcism of Emily Rose, came out in two thousand five. Have you seen this one? Mm-hmm. I haven't finished it. I've seen part of it. Uh, yeah. So the Exorcism of Emily Rose's lead star Jennifer Carpenter says that she was haunted by a ghost that seemed to have a taste for music. She also said that while she was working on the film, a radio would continually turn on by itself whenever she got home. So the ghost is kind of like following her, and then it's like, ooh, let's turn the music on. Ooh, dance party. Kind of like that. Wow. That's spooky. I know, it's creepy. Ooh, one of my favorite spooky movies. Yes. 2010's Insidious. It's not insidious, it's insidious. It came out 11 years ago. Oh my god, I went to that in the theater. Do you think that's going to be a thing when we're older and we have our grandkids and we'll be like, yeah, we couldn't stream anything. We had to go to the theater. <laughs> I hope so, yes. Yeah. I hope not. I hope they're out. I like I hope they're around forever. Oh, that's true. Movie theaters. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were, oh. That is true. Like I, I hope would, they don't I go out of business. They still will. That makes me sad to think about. All right. So, it was Insidious's hospital set where strange occurrences seemed to go down. While numerous members of the film's cast and crew complained about feeling unwell whenever they stepped foot onto set, there were also claims that a buzzer from an unoccupied floor of the building would continually go off. What caused it remains unknown. Demons. Demons. Yep. Don't ask for project unless you're trained. That's such a good... So movie. good. Oh, so so good. good. If you haven't seen it, oh, watch it. Sometimes I like, if I'm trying to fall asleep, or I just, like, if I'm just chilling in my car or something, any random times, I'll just see the demon face. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, same. When yeah. he's, like, <laughs> behind the guy. Yep. It's so weird. Yeah. But. <laughs> There's a, a meme. If you've seen, I mean, if you've seen Insidious or you've seen horror memes, you probably know what we're talking about kind of looks like Darth Maul um and <laughs> there's a meme and it's like 
No wonder why your cat is always staring over your shoulder. That's what your cat sees. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> no. Like, <laughs> 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 what? I was trying to do that like, oh, if there's not a tag, it must be free. Oh, you know. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. fake. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. And no one That's was fake laugh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. 2011 is when The Innkeepers came out. I've never heard of this movie. Me either. I'd watch it. Cause the who? The Pardon? Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you, okay. If you guys want to watch an amazing movie, watch watch Black Christmas. Uh, it is it's like, so good. Apparently, like, the OG slasher film that was, like, that started it all, apparently. I don't know. Don't yeah, it influenced it. But, like, it really Halloween, did. It influenced Psycho, Halloween, which influenced Scream, Scream, like everything. All the the not Psycho, Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycho. Oh, so good. Um, the, how this one character answers the phone, like so. Essentially, there's a creepy, creepy mouth breather that calls and it's like, eh, I'm gonna do things to you and I'm gonna kill you. You know, just the well, basics. Well, he's he's pretty. Oh, he's graphic, but I'm not gonna say graphic. that right now because yeah. I don't say those words. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> And the the chick who answers the phone, like she just screams. She's, she's like, just like, "Hello, hello, pardon, pardon, who?" It's so funny. We uh, just died laughing. Oh, it's it was so funny. hilarious. And now I, just, I feel like we should answer the phone like that from yeah. now on. <laughs> pardon? Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yeah. We got okay. so anyways the so, innkeepers. The innkeepers. So a lot of the cast and crew associated with the innkeepers experienced paranormal activity in the form of lights switching on and off for no reason. Doors would swing open and shut, frightening those who were present. Oh my! Who would guess? What is happening? I pulled the hair out of my headphone and it was like a whoosh noise. Okay. Oh. Cast members even received phone calls that when they answered. We have nobody creepy. on the other end. I don't Pardon? like that. Pardon? <laughs> the hotel where the film I'm was make shot. That a sticker. Honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. The hotel where the film was. The hotel where the film was shot. The Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut. I love that. We should put that on the shirt. Yankee Peddler. The Yankee Peddler Inn in Connecticut. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> our only our moms are listening right now. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Uh, I love you. Okay. Uh, is known to be a hot spot for ghost hunters. Oh, so the Yankee Peddler Inn. Is In Connecticut. Connecticut. Honestly, Connecticut. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm over it. Okay, so that's a hot spot. Ooh, Jeffrey for Dean the ghost Morgan. Hunters. Oh, okay. Talk about him. I'm re- oh. Talk about him. All right. So, you know 2012. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? No. Yes, I do. He's the, He's the dad in Supernatural. He's the daddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're in 2012. The movie Possession comes out. The Possession. The Possession. Yep. <clears throat> daddy Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> Who starred. Didn't believe in ghosts before filming began, even though he was literally in Supernatural for years and decades mm-hmm. but he didn't believe in ghosts well this is mid um supernatural so like you know 
he still didn't believe in them. Yeah, rude. But walked away convinced they are real. According to the film stars, odd occurrences plagued the set, which included the explosion of light bulbs and cold breezes following them around. The possessed box at the heart. <laughs> the possessed box. <laughs> the po- possessed box at the heart of the film was later destroyed <laughs> in a storage facility fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is so funny? I don't know why it's so funny, but I'm just imagining when you said <laughs> the possessed Bach, I was imagining like <laughs> the composer. No, 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 not Bach. No, 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 no. <clears throat> That's funny, but no. I mean, I would, I would see Bach as like pea soup, head spinning. No, I'm imagining. <laughs> A, like, a faint, like, chicken. Just, <laughs> like, in the, and it just, like, echoes. And it's like, oh, no. The possessed bark. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> then, I, you know, I don't what know. What on earth? I'm sorry. I, you know what? Yeah. It do be like that. Okay. It do be. Um, also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what's another word for take back? Take what's, back? Yeah. Um, what's an re- ir- what is Retort. It? Yeah, I'm gonna retort my quote of recant. Uh, sure. Yeah, um, I don't think retort is. A- I'm pretty sure it is. T O R T. I will show you right now. T O R T. Retort. Say something and answer. No, retort means like sharp or angry. Heck, Re- recant. Can't say that no. Say that one no longer holds an opinion or a belief. Yeah, so like I'm well, gonna recant that. I, I don't, okay. Well, yeah, yeah I'm gonna re- recant that, mm-hmm. uh, Daddy Jeffrey Dean Morgan, because I only have room in my heart for Daddy Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So there we go. Anyways, it's been it's been smitten from the books. Yes. Yes. Next. So, so this is, is my favorite horror movie. The Conjuring came out in 2013. Such a good movie. Ah, amazing. Crunching. I thought you were. She has her hand up over the microphone, but she's eating her Canterbury eggs. Canterbury? Cadbury? It's <laughs> Canterbury eggs! <laughs> we grab your hats, we're going to the horse race! <laughs> Watch the eggs, right? No, we're learning Cadbury. so many words today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call them Canterbury eggs. Canterbury that's, that's eggs. what they are. Okay. okay. <laughs> she's eating some. Okay. We're the getting, Conjuring. The Conjuring. Okay, so amazing movie. On and off set, paranormal incidences, everything's happening. So including so strange claw marks on the star Vera Farmina's commuter. Um, Jim, James Wan's tormented dog growling at invisible intruders. And a strange wind that apparently put Carolyn Perrin in the hospital. Holy shit, and what? fire were reported and fire and fire wow yeah the <clears throat> the strange the wind and fire on her computer creeped like imagine like pull just you know opening up your laptop and just and they're like god damn it just replaced the screen <laughs> like is that something that you have to like frequently do that'd be annoying i wonder how many computers zach bagans goes through none because he's not real <laughs> He's not real. Okay. okay. Um, a strange wind and fire just missing Earth. 
Do you remember? Dun, dun, dun. The 21st night of September. <laughs> okay. Return to Babylon in 2013. Silent film is said to have captured demonic activity on film. Wow. Director Alex Monte Kanawati used an old school camera with black and white film that he mysteriously found in a bag. But when he watched back, he'd see what he caught on camera. <laughs> what he? <laughs> the lead actor's faces had morphed into demonic-looking creatures. The film, are, the film was perfect and pristine. <laughs> it was demons. <clears throat> yeah. We, we don't need to fact-check anything that has not been debunked that is pure yes. fact. The next name kills me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 1979. A fine year. A fine year. When my mother was born. Oh, cute. A fine year. Apocalypse, Apocalypse now! now. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> we didn't plan that. No. <laughs> I mean, we don't plan much. So like, amazing. Okay. So that, yeah. Okay. So Francis Ford Coppola um was tempting fate when he decided to film apocalypse now during monsoon season <laughs> all these directors are like ah, that's fine there's like, a hurricane it's it don't matter radiation whatever we're gonna film anyways Minus and cut. <laughs> okay <laughs> big mistake so the monsoon destroyed multiple sets uh martin sheen suffered a heart attack during filming and coppola was so stressed out that he suffered a seizure according oh to the independent uh which is like a journal newspaper something uh it turned out to be a masterpiece anyways but the documentary hearts of darkness a filmmaker's apocalypse about its making is just as engrossing so interesting there's there's documentaries about these movies which is funny fitzcarlado 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 1982 Dysentery and injuries were the uh, two words that came up with this movie. Yep. Fights among the crew. Nothing seemed to go right during this filming time. Uh, the story concerns hauling a boat over a hill, which the crew Riveting. literally <laughs> accomplished well, uh, but not without the same nightmarish difficulty as depicted in the film. In the end, director Werner Herzog looked as mad and overly driven as its hero. Ooh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay, moving on. Well, no, I mean, like, it was, like, it was such, like, it was so stressful and it was so crazy and all the, the dysentery, injuries, fights among oh, the crew. So he looked, just as, over a hill. he looked just as mad as the main character in the movie. Mm. Like, when it was done filming, he, he'd lost his marbles. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, oh, I He's see. a method director. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Next. Another good one. Amazing. Annabelle. So... Came out 2014. Another one. Saw that in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so good. Okay. Annabelle's director, John L. Leonetti. John R. <laughs> Leonetti. I should not have a monster in the evening. Yes. With chili and a beer. Apparently that's like a... And chicken. Barbecue oh, chicken. No. Well, the chicken's just pure fool. Okay. Fuel. <laughs> pure fool. Your demon's coming out. It's fine. All right. So, the director. You claimed to have seen... Oh, this one's creepy. Okay. So, the director of Annabelle claimed to have seen three fingers drawn through dust. Yeah. Multiple, uh, on set multiple times. 
terrifying because the demonic doll at the heart of the film has only three fingers. So Annabelle only has three fingers? No, the demon. I mean, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that. Kinda, like Cousin three, three finger doll. Anyways. We're just wheezing today. This is Okay, so the producer, Peter Sarfran, went on to tell The Hollywood Reporter about some strange goings-ons, goings-ons, goings-on. Going-ons? Yeah. Goings-on. It's goings-on. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he, okay, so he, he went to The Hollywood Reporter about some strange stuff that was happening during the yep. film shoot. Now we shot in this, this is a quote, quote, we shot in this amazing old apartment building near Koreatown and we had some funky stuff go down, end quote, he said. In particular, the first day that the demon was shooting in full makeup, we brought him into the elevator. He walks out, walks around the green room where we're holding the talent and he, as he walks under, the entire glass fixture falls on his head. And in the script, the demon kills the janitor in that hallway. It's totally creepy. Oh, wow. Creepy. That's crazy. Creepy, creepy. Okay. That is creepy. Oh, pee-pee-pee. All right. We're adults. The Nun. Uh, 2018. We just watched this. So good. That was a pretty good movie. Oh. Yeah. Top notch. Annabelle isn't the only Conjuring spinoff that seems to have to been haunted. Uh, Corinne, What? Are you laughing at? <laughs> you just added an extra two. Two? <laughs> like, seems to have, have been haunted. Two been haunted. <laughs> two been halved. Uh, Corin Hardy, who directed The Nun, says he saw two men in a room. <clears throat> he was filming at a castle in Romania. After completing the take, he turned to the men, assuming them to be members of the crew, but they were gone. Chillingly, they would have had to pass him to leave the room. See, I don't like this one. Creeps me out. Yeah, that's see. Creepy. They're filming, you know, that that castle, old castle in Romania. Romania. Yeah. So he saw these two dudes, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm ignoring them. They're just yeah. low in the totem pole, but I'll go talk to them after we're shooting this." And then he turns yeah. to them, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then they're like, "They're Bruh. gone." But they had, they would have had to walk past him to leave. Don't go to castles. They're they're scary. Never, never again, unless they're nice, like Cinderella's castle or something. Yeah. And I'd go to a castle. Yeah. Okay. Next on the list is Psycho, which is a classic. This movie scarred me for life, but I love it anyways. This Came is the shower one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Came out in 1960, and Myra Jones uh, was the uncredited body double slash stand-in for the main star of Psycho, uh, Janet Leigh, during the making of the 1960 Hitchcock's film. So a handyman named Kenneth Dean Hunt uh, was supposedly a Hitchcock obsessive, and he murdered her. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I didn't know about that. I mean, I feel like with a lot of these movies, like, people get obsessed, and then they just kill. And it's like, why why did I do that? Yeah. So he was obsessed with that style of movie, or his films, and then he was, like, obsessed with her. I yes because that's terrifying. My my guess so she was the the body double yeah. for the main actress. Main actress in the movie. Spoiler alert: gets stabbed. Oh god! In the shower and dies. 
Okay. So, this dude who was obsessed with um, Alfred Hitchcock films went and murdered her. So, I don't know how he did. If they did it in the same manner, I don't know. Yeah. But. All right. Waterworld. Copycat type of situation. Yeah, that's super gross. Waterworld came out in 1995. Um, It was under a stormy weather from the beginning. A hurricane again. (laughs) Another one. Another one. Uh, A hurricane destroyed one of the film's multi-million dollar sets, nearly killing Kevin Costner, according to Yahoo. (laughs) Who and (laughs) the youngins are like, (laughs) ah, do you remember Yahoo games? Yahoo. Yahoo Games, so. the purple, it was like a purple screen full of mm-hmm. games. Anyways, the youngins familiar. are like, what's Yahoo? <laughs> Yahoo? All right. Uh, in an interview with an AV club, Josh Weed, Joss, sorry, I read that as Josh. Joss Whedon uh, called rewriting the scripts seven weeks of hell. Still, oh. this film's curse is tame compared to those on the rest of them. Okay. On this Sounds list, a relatively but, tame one. Yeah. All right. Moving on, so this film was actually never made, um, but it is called Attic, and it is a comedy, so this is, like, never got to its completion, but the script and everything was completed. So this was a comedy based on the 1963 satirical novel called The Incomparable Attic by Canadian author uh, Mordecai Richler. Richler? Richler. The story is about an Inuit poet who travels to Toronto and has a series of fish-out-of-water experiences in the big city. The film version Americanized it, obviously. Baked out there. Or who'd have guessed it, I should say. <laughs> Baked out? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay, so maybe Keen Attic, a native of Alaska who travels to New York. So switched up a little bit, Americanized it, as they do. And the first man up for the role was comedy legend John Belushi. And after his untimely death from a drug overdose, the producers approached comedian Sam Kinzian, who then died in a drunk driving accident. So they Yikes. decided to offer the part to John Candy, who would die from a heart attack a few months after getting the script. Yeah, Undaunted. Jeez. Yeah. Undaunted, the part was dangled in front of another SNL veteran, uh, Chris Farley. One of my favorites. He, too, would succumb to a drug overdose. And even stranger, uh, Chris Farley allegedly gave a copy of the script to a friend who he thought might also be interested in the role, namely the fellow um, SNL alum, Phil Hartman. Five months after Chris Farley's death, Hartman was shot and killed by his wife, who committed suicide hours after. Holy shit. So that film never got made because everyone everyone died. died. Like, everyone died. Oh my god. And that was a comedy movie. So it wasn't wasn't necessarily creepy. Wow. Mm. But it's creepy how It is. Oh my god, I didn't know. Wow, I didn't know this next one was on here. Mhm. The Passion of Christ. Wow. The Passion of the Christ. The Passion of the Christ. Yes. Was that The Passion of Christ? Is that so they're different? No, or you, you is just this said the Jesus movie. This is the Jesus movie. It's the Passion of the Christ. Oh, I always thought it was Passion of Christ. No. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, Mel Gibson's movie, Passion of the Christ, was cursed because while filming the scene of the Sermon on the Mount, leading actor 
Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning and immediately afterwards, so was the assistant director, Jan Michelini. Um, and it was actually the second time that she had been struck on set. Holy crap. I feel like after that I would give up on my directing um, career. I'd be like, all right, I'm out. I keep getting struck by lightning. Like, Holy shit. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> you like forever have a thing mm-hmm. going in your body if yeah. you ever get struck. If it, there's some, I mean, it, obviously, if you survive and everything, there you can get like, it almost looks like, well, like it, like your veins. It's like a cool yeah. like tattoo. I mean, obviously, it, I think it's, it's cool. Terrifying. But it, it's terrifying, obviously, like the bruising and stuff. But you'll have like a forever scar, and it kind of looks like a, I don't know. Ugh, looks, looks that cool. is yucky. And another one is The Dark Knight, which came out in two thousand eight. Mm. And the Batman movie, The Dark Knight, in uh, two thousand eight, did incredibly well in the box office, but. That obviously doesn't stop some from believing the movie was hexed, according to uh, Gawker. Um, And that's due to what happened to three of the movie's stars all around the same time of the film's release. So obviously, we know that Heath Ledger unfortunately passed away from Mm -hmm. a fatal mix of prescription drugs. Um, Some believe that his role as the Joker um, took a toll on him and that it may have been a suicide. I mean... I don't think it... I mean, like, yeah, his, I mean, who am I to say? I'm just, like, <laughs> like a 20-year-old from Minnesota. But, like, um, I don't know. Like, yeah, his Joker role was, like, super intense and yeah. he really got into it. And that happens. It's, yeah. But, like, who's to say that unless it was, like, his psychologist or his therapist. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if he had all of those different um, prescription drugs, I mean, I'm assuming that he obviously struggled with some type of mental health problems, so... I don't think it'd be too far of a reach to assume that there could have been some mental health in that. Um, but I don't know if he was... Was Heath Ledger a method actor? I know Christian Bale was. Or no, is. I don't know. That's a good question. Because that definitely could have been if it was taking a toll on him. He was always in the character. Like, I don't know. I feel like that'd get in your head. He would certainly immerse himself in the character. And I think this was just a whole new level. Um... He was a seasoned method actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, who had already okay. sunk his teeth into challenging roles. Yeah. Maybe that does wow. sound like a person. Hmm. Well, another actor, obviously, Christian Bale, um, mm-hmm. was accused of assault. He denied the incident and the matter was dropped. Um, maybe they just paid him off. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman was also in a serious car accident. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And a crewman was also killed during the filming of an action scene. I also hate Damn. that we don't have the name of that crewman. It's like, Morgan Freeman when it was a car accident. Oh, and a crewman died. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> that crewman had a name, too. Yeah, he had a family. So, yeah. I want to talk about Superman, because that's kind of backpacking Batman. Yes. Um, so, Superman, uh, The Adventures of Superman was like the, re- the replays. Um, starring George Reeves in the 1950s, he basically became Superman. That was his... That was his figure, um, kind of immersed himself into that role. He wasn't really cast in anything else just because of how um, so much, like so many people just saw him as Superman. Mm -hmm. So he dealt with a lot being that figure. Kids would come up to him and like punch him in the stomach thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, he's so tough, blah, blah, blah. Superman. One kid brought a gun and started pointing a gun at him and was like let's see if the bullets actually ricochet oh my god and so a cop was nearby and was like there Uh and they actually got the kid to believe 
George saying, hey, they are going to ricochet off me, but they might injure other people around here. So the kid, like, handed the gun to the cop. Oh, my gosh. So That's I intense. thought that was crazy. Oof. Um, later in life, he turned to alcohol, and eventually in June 1959, his fiance was throwing a party at their house, and he went upstairs and shot himself. Hmm. So not to be, So George Reeves plural not to be confused with christopher reeve who also played played superman Mm -hmm. he was injured in a horse accident Mm -hmm. leaving him paralyzed from the neck down in the 90s and um that's why the people think it's cursed role uh not only because he was paralyzed from the neck down but also two years later his wife died of cancer yeah it's tragic super sad so yeah so the title of this next one is misleading. So it's a I film. I read it and I was like, what? Film series, Guinea Pig, Flower of Flesh and Blood. The <laughs> 1985 film and created by artist Hideshi Hino, uh, based on his own manga series. Manga. 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 Why Only because my brother reads it. Okay, thank you. Manga. Mm-hmm. Let me say it one more time. Manga. So based on his own manga series. The guinea pig movies <laughs> feature the same kind of faux documentary feel as some, like, you know, Faces of Death or Cannibal Holocaust, like we talked about previously. Mm-hmm. And they are legendary among hardcore horror fans. I haven't heard of them. Okay. Rude. <laughs> Without any real plot to speak of beyond psycho kidnaps women and dismembers them in gruesome fashion while dressed as a samurai. You know, the usual. Yeah. Uh, the movies do feel less like a story and more like some forbidden home video. Uh, that said, two incidents led to a particular air of menace. Uh, one is that a copy of The Flower of Flesh and Blood was sent to the FBI by Charlie Sheen. What? <laughs> because he was convinced that it was an actual snuff film. It was not. All the deaths and the butchery were faked. Hmm. Um, another thing is that... Um, a copy of the film was found in the home of a man named Tushunu. Oh my gosh, Miyazaki. Yeah, Tushomu. I I totally mm-hmm. butchered his name, but he is. Um, he was a cannibalistic serial killer known as the Otaku Murderer. And damn, have you heard about him? No, oh my god. Ooh. But I'm reading the next sentence, Ooh, and that sounds yeah. yuck. Yes. So. Um, he was behind the kidnapping and murder of four young girls between 1988 and 1989 in Japan, and the film was Yikes. believed to have inspired him. So, isn't that, isn't another like inspirational film, The Orange Clock, Clockwork Orange. Orange, Clockwork Orange, yeah, mm-hmm. Clockwork Orange is inspired a lot of killers and um, what's the other one? Oh my gosh! Oh, the seven, seven. That one has kind of been. Oh, uh, what's the one with Juliet Lewis and? Oh my gosh, what is that name? Amer- Amer- mm. I'm looking it up right now. Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. Thank you. Yeah. That movie has inspired the most copycat killers. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't like that at all. Bonnie and Clyde aspect. Yeah all right this one makes me sad um i think this is our final one too yeah um 
The Wizard of Oz is our last one that we're going to talk about. That came out in 1939. Um, The seemingly cheerful Technicolor Land of Oz hit a very dark and troubled production marked by tragedy and misery. Buddy Ebsen was the Tin Man. He suffered terribly when they used aluminum powder on his skin to make him silver. Um, Left him in the hospital. It severely irritated his lungs and he was unable to continue the role. He did go on to act as Jed, the dad in Beverly Hillbillies. So luckily he didn't like die mm-hmm. from it. But um, Buddy Ebsen was replaced by Jack Haley. And instead of using the powder, they used aluminum paste. So he got an eye infection rather than irritated lungs, which still isn't good. Yeah. But in the 30s, basically 40s, they were like, well. Smear it on your face, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Gotta look like a tin man, huh? Uh, Margaret Hamilton, so the Wicked Witch of the West, was burned when the pyrotechnics that marked her tele- teleportation spill, spell misfired. So she returned to the set only after recovering in the hospital. So basically, the trap door, when she, what she was standing on, didn't work properly. So when the fireworks went off, um, she was still there and got like uh-huh. super, oh, excuse me, super burned. Um, only to have the trap, the trap door drop, <clears throat> like couple seconds after but like that can do a lot of damage or minutes or whatever it was so she came back to this to the set saying that she will never do fire stunts again other incidents including flying monkey flight failure um wayward munchkins and a conga line of directors being replaced for various reasons there's even an urban legend that a munchkin hung himself on camera or was caught on film Mm -hmm. But that's absolutely not true. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's a bird because it swings back and forth and blah, blah, blah. So no one really knows what it was, Mm -hmm. but it was not a munchkin. Um, According to MGM's creative accounting, The Wizard of Oz lost money until its 1949 release, re-release, allowing it to turn to a profit. Much of the curse focused on tragedies in the lives of certain cast members like Auntie M, played by uh, Clara Blandick. She committed suicide many years later at age 81, and she left in her suicide note that she was going on her greatest adventure. So, so at least, kind of seemed like she, like, wanted it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's so odd to, like, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. So, the wizard, played by Frank Morgan was injured in a car accident a few months after the film's release. This is a, this is the theme that the entire list has had, like everybody dies eventually. Um, of the hundreds of people, hundreds of people who work on any given film, like some mm-hmm. are bound to have notable deaths, um, but it doesn't mean that they're cursed. So if there truly is a darkness at the heart of The Wizard of Oz, it surrounds Dorothy herself. Judy Garland was be- was a beloved actress singer but she was treated terribly by the hollywood studio system also side note if you ever can read her um, biography Mm. it's beautiful she was a beautiful human um she was forced to take bizarre measures to keep from gaining weight so they were like here smoke 18 cigarettes a day Mm. and she was given drugs to maintain the studio's brutal pace and was essentially treated as a human commodity um she killed herself by barbiturates and in her system it was like equivalent to 10 secanal capsules 
um, when she was 47. And of, of all else, the, the, I think the worst part is that she was only given one square meal a day. Oh, so she was terrible. she was pretty traumatized. And she had such a pretty voice, and she's just, oh. Yeah. She was born in Minnesota, too. Mm-hmm. But so sad. we can end on a funny note. Yes. Because I researched one that, um, it's it was a 1941 film called They Died With Their Boots On. Yes. And during one of the Calvary Charge scenes, three extras in the movie died in that one scene. Um, one man was literally thrown from his horse so he threw his sword huh. to get it away from people. It landed handle down, and he landed on it, impaling himself. Oh, no. So what kind of fucking freak accident is that? Oh, my god! I felt terrible. Oh, my goodness gracious. Can you imagine? Trying to save the day and then, like, handle down? Oh, my god! Like, how does that happen? He, I know it's that the heavy side, but, like, that was oh, his my time. god. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah, that's uh, Cursed Films, guys. That was a long one. That was Thanks a long for sticking one. through that, though. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Hope you hope you liked it. Yeah. You go watch all of those movies. I don't Except even know how many the 21 pages of notes that we had. I was going to make a note of how many movies we were going to talk about, but yeah, I don't feel like counting them right now, Yeah, if I'm being real honest. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Please check out our Patreon. Yeah. Um, yes. We are about to do some crazy special stuff with that. Yes. Yes, we have things in the making. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram at yes. It's Not a Phase Pod. Our website is www.itsnotafazemompodcast.com. Our TikTok that we need to make videos for <laughs> is Not a Phase Mom Podcast. And we're on Facebook, It's Not a Phase Mom Podcast. Patreon, It's Not a Phase Mom. Again. And, and again. Yes. And we're available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Castbox. Heck yeah, dudes. Yeah. So That's, you guys are the best. We yeah. do it because of you. We so, love you. Yeah. We hope you have a a great day. A, a groovy. Great, a groovy a tubular far out, far out day. day. Yeah. Heck yeah. Stay spooky. We love you. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.